Welcome to the Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. And this loud guy that you can hear right now is me, and my name is Goose, and I'm with my wonderful, stunning, intelligent, vivacious partner, Gabby. How are you, Gabby? Is that, is that me? That's you. Am I all of those nice things? You are. Oh, and that's and very many, kind. many, many more. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. It is it is balmy today in Bondi. What does balmy mean? Is balmy cold that or just, warm? That just came out of came out of my face. That I just, have no idea if it's cold or warm. I've never known. I is balmy warm. good or bad? I think it's good. Yeah. We live in a humid place, so We live in a human place. We definitely live in a human <laughs> place. If you can hear birds in the background. Congratulations, you've just passed our hearing test. Now, if you can hear birds in the background, I th- well, I, we, we are sat here, it's 7am on a Wednesday morning. It's our favourite time to record the podcast, really kickstarts, really spices up the middle of the week. <laughs> Spicy. And it's so beautiful, we can hear the birds chirping out the window, nice breeze blowing. It is nice. Lo- lots of dogs, lots of dogs being walked. Absolutely. Adorable. Beautiful sunlight. Fluffy. <laughs> and... Today, I'm drinking guest oh. coffee. Guest coffee. Coffee? Guest coffee, yeah. This, Tell us about the guest coffee. Well, the guest coffee is the coffee that you bring out when you've got guests and you don't want to give away all of your nice coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was actually called guest coffee. No, it's not. No, oh, no, no. So, this is just you got the, me. It's the cheap stuff. <laughs> it's the cheap stuff. Not to hey friends, if you come around and visit, guess what? You're getting the the cheap stuff. No, no, we um, you get the Woolworths home brand <laughs> from Bondi. Well, you've got you know you've got to just you know you're, anyway anyway. So look, we had some guests staying with us for the last uh, few days. Some of my uh, best, dearest, and oldest friends that probably know well, not probably, almost certainly know way more incriminating stories. <laughs> about me than you know I, I would ever care to share so hopefully no one actually finds out who they are because it could be in a little bit of trouble but young family came and stayed with us in Bondi it was the first time they'd come to visit us uh, since we moved to Sydney and you know they loved it here as well they were they were like wow you guys got such an amazing life and how, you know how wonderful and we were talking about all this kind of stuff as well and one of the big things that we kind of ended up talking about and touching on was um like goal setting and stuff like that wasn't it, Gabby? Yeah, it's quite interesting because we, obviously, we, you and I spend a lot of time figuring out what we're doing, where we're going, what we who want, we who we are now, <laughs> what we want from our life in 25 years. That it's kind of interesting when we, you know, catch up with people who don't necessarily have that level of conversation with themselves or with each other or just think about those questions at all. So it was really quite interesting. It's cool because everybody wants to aim higher everybody wants to set bigger goals a lot of people just don't know how to start they don't know what questions to ask and I think your mate just asked like how do I get into this business stuff (laughs) (laughs) and so it's like everyone kind of has that niggling of like I could be doing more but I just don't know and it's just this vague kind of buzz in the back of their head but you know that's kind of where it stays for a lot of people absolutely and I I think it's a really interesting thing because I think anyone who has known me for more than a couple of years has seen a pretty radical change. Yes. More so in me than, <laughs> than in Gabby. Gabby has always been a, a rock in the stream of chaos that's been bringing you know, sense to the madness the whole time I've known her. 
I've been the madness. So <laughs> can you and, tell? <laughs> and you know, two years ago, my life was was very very different to what it is now. And so for a lot of people, it's a bit hard to kind of understand change and and how to do it. And yeah, as you, as you pointed out, my friend, uh, <laughs> he was very excited by the life that we live now, and you know how happy and calm and you know just all around. Well, I would say happy is probably just the best way of putting it. Uh, and he's like, oh, how do I get into this entrepreneurship? Thing? How do I how do I get into this entrepreneurship thing? I thought that's a very interesting question. And a lot of the time, people want tactics and strategies. You know, whether it be with property or business or whatever, they're after they're after tactics. They're after strategies. What's the one thing? What's the one thing that if I do it, I'll have that thing that somebody else has? It's a pretty dangerous cycle to get into. And I mean. We've all seen it in, in property. You've got all these different people that have got all these different tactics. Oh, you just do this and this and this, and then you're going to have all of this. And a lot of a lot of the time, people are just selling their tools or selling their courses or or whatever. And the reality is, the tactics and strategies work. I'm not absolutely not discounting. There's a time and a place for them, though. Well, yeah. I mean, like you you, you must have tactics, but they must fit within a strategy. And that strategy must be aligned with a vision. The big mistake that a lot of people make is they start with the tactics and then try and work out the vision later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I think because like tactics, it's a lot easier to wrap your head around tactics. It's a lot easier to you know read about um, Amazon online store and be like, that's sweet. I can do that. Think about all the little intricacies that's involved in that and think. People make money doing that. I can do that. And there's like all these, there's these courses you can do. There's these guides you can read. Like there's all this stuff. I just need to do it. But the problem is, is it doesn't fit in. As you said, it doesn't fit into a bigger strategy. That just doesn't make sense. And oftentimes it doesn't work because it's not actually in line with anything. You just do it because, you know, you think you're going to make money from it or you think other people make money from it or, you know, you think it's going to be fun which it could be but you know it's much more fun to have it in line with who you are and where you want to go rather than just oh there's this there's this thing that i tried to do for a year and it didn't quite work but it just applies to anything i mean you can look at your grass right mow the lawn have shorter grass okay that's a tactic strategy would be okay do i want to mow the lawn or will i get somebody else to mow the lawn am i going to call like jim's mowing or something like that Am I going to pay the local kids? Am I going to do it? Do I get satisfaction? All of that kind of stuff. Vision would be, do I want to live in a place that has a lawn? And why? Is having a lawn part of the vision that I have for my life and my future and my family? For some people it is. We've got a lawn. It's about three meters by three meters. It's perfect. For us, that's perfect. That's a great size because we get a bit of lawn, but we don't have this like sprawling yard. Like that for us, that's perfect. For some people, they're like, nah happy to live in an apartment or just concrete everything. We saw that a lot in um, some parts of Melbourne. But for other people, it's wanting to have a big sprawling yard or for some people acreage. But you really got you really got to wind that back. And I think it's really important to, to tie all of that stuff together. What do you think, Abby? That was a really good analogy. You did really well there. Just <laughs> made it up. Thanks. Um, so what we wanted to talk about today, off the back of that, off the back of having some scintillating, enlightening, enriching and invigorating conversations with our friends and realizing that 
setting goals doesn't actually come naturally. And in fact, I had a conversation last night with a client who's coming to work with us. And he said to me, he was so excited. He's like, man, I've started setting goals for the first time in my life. And I was like, man, that's so awesome, right? This guy is like, he's very new to the whole personal development concept, Okay, he's been like a brickie and a laborer and he's just been doing his thing and all of a sudden his, his mind has he's had an awakening to some degree and he's like, man, I'm writing stuff down and look, I'm writing down like I want to you know, put on weight you know, because he wants to build muscle. You know, he wants to read 10 books. He's, he started telling me all of these goals and he was so pumped up on the call last night and he was like, do you know what the craziest thing is, Goose? And I said, what's that? He said, Everything I write down starts to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, boom, you've discovered the secret. Wow. And he's only been doing this. It's literally been it's literally been since the start of January. And he's he started writing down his goals this year. And already he's like, oh my God, this is nuts. Like you start writing stuff stuff down and it starts happening. Whether through it forcing your actions because you're more focused, or whether through some more esoteric, energetic channeling that's open for discussion i guess it's so cool it's so cool it's awesome and then off the back of having conversations with our friends over the weekend as well and and talking about you know they were like how do you guys how have you guys been doing all of this like what, what's <laughs> happened what's going on here and we're like well you know we just like talk about what we want to achieve we plan for it we think about it we write it down and we move consistently towards we give it a go just move consistently towards the goals. <laughs> you know? and if, but the problem is, and most people don't understand where the goals are, very hard, very hard to hit a hole in one or even a hole in 20 if you have no idea where the hole is, <laughs> right? You can't score a goal or you've got a very slim chance of scoring a goal if you have no idea where the goalposts are. So that brings us to the topic of today's podcast, which is... We're going to talk about some B-hags. We're going to talk about some B-hags. <laughs> B-hags in the house. Wow. Um, so I told Gabby I was going to get a bit excited on today's podcast. He's had seven coffees already. In case you don't know what a B-hag is, it stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goals. They're those goals that, you know, they sound kind of crazy like a little bit out of reach for what you think is possible, but you set them anyway and that's kind of the trajectory for your life is kind of how I like to think of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would go one step further and say they absolutely must, they absolutely categorically must feel overwhelming. They must. They must. You must sit there and be just quietly shitting yourself going, oh, I, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. But anyway, so just, just, just one. So we're going to be talking about BHAGs and we're going to be going through some action steps to help you create your own big, hairy, audacious goals mm-hmm. and achieve more in your life than you've ever, ever dreamed possible. Does that sound good? That sounds pretty valuable. Look, the concept of a BHAG, we haven't made it up. And quite frankly, I actually don't like, I think it sounds really rough b-hag bag bag i think that there could be a better name for it but nonetheless it serves the purpose and you know jim collins really popularized this saying or maybe even he invented i actually don't know but in his book built to last which is the successful habits of visionary companies now 
if you run a business, now a lot of our clients, a lot of people listening to the podcast, people in our community are entrepreneurs just like us and they have an interest in business. If you have an interest in business and you want to transform the way you think about business into playing the long game, I would highly recommend Good to Great by Jim Collins. It's one of the most transformative books that I've read in terms of how I've viewed business playing the long game. Highly recommend it. So his book prior to that was called Built to Last, and that's where he first introduced the idea of BHAGs, Big Hairy Audacious Goals. So why do BHAGs matter? I think, as you said, it's about that... It's a discomfort. It's getting yourself in a, to a position where you feel deliberately uncomfortable with the magnitude of what you're trying to achieve because it's that discomfort that will spur you to act differently and think differently and be more creative in how you're thinking and acting. And, and it needs to be beyond what you think is possible because I think when we, you know, Traditionally, if you set any goals, you wrap it in this blanket of security and realism and that actually really restricts you and it restrains what you think is possible to just what you think is possible. Whereas there, you're, you're capable of so much more than what you think. So I think that's part of what you know setting big, hairy, audacious goals is about. It's about setting these endpoints that you think they're just so not going to happen for me that I just can't imagine that happening. But still there's something in you that goes, you know, that's where I'm going. I'm going to get it. I've got no idea how I'm going to do it, but I can see it and that's where I'm going. 100%. To add to that, I would ask you, if you're listening to this, this is me asking you, what does your life look like in 10 years? What does your life look like in 20 years or 25 years? What have you achieved? What are you doing? If you can't answer that, you should be scared. You should be scared because if you don't know where you're going, what you're doing, why you're doing it, then nothing that you're doing is really steering you towards any meaningful place. You're drifting. Now, a lot of people might think that's an extreme view. Quite frankly, I don't care. Because the reality is most people in life don't have a very clear direction where they want to go. They're thinking one or two steps ahead only. They're like, "Um, maybe I'll take the family on a holiday this year. What's going to happen next year? I don't know. But we'll have gone on a holiday. But we will have gone on a holiday (laughs) and I will have been a good parent. Perfect. Absolutely nothing wrong going on a holiday and definitely be a good parent. That's good. But... You've got to think a little bit bigger because otherwise you might find yourself waking up in 10 years' time wondering what the hell happened, looking back on your life and living with a life of, living the rest of your life in regret that you didn't actually do more, particularly when you can actually learn how to do it. So it's very empowering, it's very powerful and I really genuinely, passionately encourage you to critically analyze what you want out of life and it should excite you, it should scare and excite you, it should remind you Back when you were in high school, or maybe even still now, when you had a mad crush on the hottest girl or boy, and you were equal parts terrified and excited, your heart was racing, and you were so nervous, you were choked up, you could barely speak, and you were like, oh my God, I'm going I'm to ask them out, I'm going to get up the coach, and you may be going in for the first kiss, and like all of the endorphins, and do you remember that? Do you remember that feeling, that emotion where you were just absolutely overwhelmed with fear and excitement at what was going to happen. 
That's how you should feel about your goals. That's pretty much the feeling to look out for when you're going through these kind of exercises is like, do I feel that (laughs) overwhelmed and excited and just that much emotion? That's when you really hit it. If you don't feel that, you haven't pushed hard enough basically. Yeah, because it's super easy. It is so, so easy to just write down, I'm just going to say dumb shit like financial freedom. I want to have a million dollars. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. You're probably not going to. Because like if you can't tie any emotion and any meaning to it, if it's not part of like a bigger vision, if it's just not going to drive you towards something, then it, it, it doesn't really, it's not going to carry any weight. Even, even if that does excite you for like a week, it's just not going to stick because it's a postcard platitude. It's not really actually tied to you and, and what you want to achieve. So just going back, we'll catch up with our friends for dinner. And my friend said, so Goose, how do I get into this entrepreneurship game? And I said to him, I said, well, what do you want? He couldn't really answer it. Cool, what are you passionate about? And he couldn't really answer it. He had a really tough time. And look, this is not a critique on him. This is literally like 95% of people, I would say. And he couldn't really answer it. And I said, okay, like, what would you do if you didn't have to work for money? And he couldn't really answer that either. You know, he was like, oh, I don't know, like travel the world and, you know, go on adventures and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that's kind of like the, if you want a million bucks. Really where it came back down to was like, okay, you need to analyze yourself. Like it's not about tactics. He was like, should I start a product funnel? Should I start a business? And I was like, no, you should go and do some deep personal work and work out who you want to be. Who do you want to be? Where do you want to go and why? Great quote that I heard recently that really really landed with me really deeply. Until you are prepared to go within, you will go without. I just thought that was so good. Until you are prepared to go within, you will go without. I just thought that was perfect. That ties in perfectly here. So, but what we're here to do is we're here to help people to actually have some action steps, right? So we've, we've rambled a little bit. I think everyone gets the point about the importance of them. So let's talk about how you how you actually kind of do it. So step one, you kind of touched on that. Conceptualize it. Start going, okay, well, what is it that I want to achieve? What is going to give me, you know, that giddy sense of excitement? I think as well with this step, it's really important if you've got a partner, you need to make sure that you're on the same page here. You know, step one is kind of figuring out who you are and, you know, doing that deep dive on yourself and who you want to become and all of that. But then it's also checking in with your partner and making sure, you know, are we on the same page? Are we going in the right direction? Because you might want to be a bloody fighter jet pilot. I don't think that was even a word, but... Flighter jet pilot. Flighter jet pilot. But they might want to, you know, be a chef in Bondi Beach. I don't know. And you might have these completely different directions and not even really know about it because you haven't talked about it. You haven't done the work just for yourself so you've got this vision of like cool this is where my life is going it's going over that way but they've got next to you they've got okay cool this is where my life is going it's going this way and particularly when you like if you've got kids in the mix as well it's really quite hard if you've got two parents that are like stoked with the way they're going but they're going in different directions so I think yeah point one is like conceptualize it yourself but also make sure that if you've got a partner make sure you're on the same page at least have the conversation about it (laughs) i i i I think it's critical i think it's absolutely the most critical 
It's absolutely singularly the most critical thing. If you have a partner and you actually have any intention of wanting to live out the rest of your life with them, whether that happens or not, but if, you have, if that's your intention, you need to get on the same page, right? Because given that this is probably new to you and your vision casting about what you want to create in the future, none of it yet really carries that much weight. You're crafting the future you, which is what's happening. And so I think it's actually the perfect pressure test because if I was to sit there and say, Gabby, in 10 years, I want to be a fighter jet pilot and you said, well, I want to be a yogi in Byron Bay, we would have to pressure test that to see if those two things were congruent. Is it still going to result in a relationship and is that really what we want? And, and you've, you start to really prioritize your values and they really come into it massively. I really think that doing it with your partner is the most important thing you can do. And I think what you'll actually find is magic. You may find a little bit of tension because you're both going to be discovering parts about yourselves and each other that maybe you hadn't learnt before. And once you can approach that with like love and care and consideration and just say, I love you, what, what is it you want? And I want to support you. How can we do this together? I think what you're actually going to distill is something much, 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 much more exciting and much more magical than if you were to go and just do it yourself and say, hey, I've come up with my goals. What do yours look like? I don't think that really works. So just to put some kind of parameters on, on a BHAG, is a big, hairy, audacious goal, I want to lose five kilos by the end of this year. No. Why? Too short time frame. How long does the time frame need to be? Well, according to uh, Jim Collins. Big Jim. At least 10 years. No less than 10 years. If it's any less than 10 years, it's not really a vision. It's more of like a plan. <laughs> Tactical, something. Tactical, yeah. strategic. Whereas if it's beyond 10 years, it's kind of like this, like, you know, it is a vision of who you want to be and where you want to go. It should be so big that you couldn't do it in less than 10 years. Yeah, you need 10 years of experience and... Well, yeah, because it needs to land with that weight. It needs to land with a weight on you that is heavy enough that you're like, I, can't, I am not even going to be able to do this in the next 10 years, but I am so passionately, deeply committed to this outcome that I'm going to stay that course. That's how much it needs to land with you. That's why something like, I want to own a Ferrari... Maybe owning a Ferrari is a BHAG for you and that's awesome. My point that I was trying to make was that tying it to something that is too attainable, too tangible, you're going to fall short. You're not going to really land with the depth that it needs to. Okay, It must be innovative, action-oriented and compelling and exciting. Yep. So this works for business because you can set pretty massive business goals and you can think like, how am I going to steer this business in a way that is going to revolutionize the space that I'm in and, and create something that is lasting? And that's kind of the concept from, from where Jim Collins is coming from, you know, the position. In your own life, the principles are the same. Innovative is essentially change. If it is in 10, 20, 25 years, I want my life to be exactly the same as it is now, I mean, that's good. It sounds like you're in a very happy place and I'm delighted for you, but that's not very innovative. So maybe have a little think about that. Action-oriented? Action-oriented simply means that it, it must require you to take active steps towards achieving it. It can't just be in 25 years, I'm going to be 70 because that's just something that's going to happen passively. In 25 years, the house that I own is going to be worth $500,000 more than it is. That'd be awesome. 
but that's not really an action-oriented goal. Yeah, none of your actions really exactly. influence that outcome. Exactly, and it's got to be compelling and exciting. It's got to be something that's really going to throw you into the gauntlet of life because we all know that life, business, real estate investing, whatever it is, it's not a smooth ride. No. It's not a smooth ride. And really, the aim of the game is to arm yourself with the, the swords and the shields, the tactics and the strategies that are going to allow you to battle your way through the gauntlet of life, business, and real estate. But that will only, you will only win those battles. You will only overcome those barriers if you have a vision that is so strong that it grabs you by the neck and drags you forward. So powerful that you can't quit. So strong that even if the world were to crumble around you, you would wake up and say, okay, but I'm still moving towards my vision. That's how powerful it needs to be. Yeah. I think as well, that to me, that's the biggest part of, you know, people say that you should do what you love and find what you want to do and what you enjoy because, you know, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life and all of that. But I think the point of that is that, as you said, it's loving it and committing to it and, you know, being so compelled and addicted to it almost that when it is a terrible day, when nothing is going right and when, you know, it, you're on the brink of like it could all just fall to pieces right now, is this worth it? Am I still loving what I'm doing? Can I see that this is going to get me closer to where I ultimately want to be? Who I want to be, where I want to be, the impact I want to have. Because you're going to have you're going to have terrible days going through this. You said big, hairy, audacious goals in 10 years' time. It's not going to be a smooth ride. Getting there, there's going to be bad times, but it's about loving the journey so much that... You just keep going. Absolutely. It's got to be your purpose. Which is usually what happens when people set tactical goals is they end up quitting or cancelling whatever they're doing because they didn't set that passion from the start. Like going to the gym. Like going to the gym. A lot of people don't last at that because they just it's a tactic and they don't tie it to a a strategy or a vision. So conceptualize it. We've covered that, right? Map it out. So we've actually got a 25-year goal setting template it's pretty rudimentary but it might help you break things down a little bit and conceptualize it so do it with your partner conceptualize it work it out find that thing that's going to give you excitement and it could be multiple things i'm actually going to share some of ours in in a moment test it as well so by testing it that doesn't mean go out and get it done and see if it works it means like does it does it push you beyond your comfort zone really pressure test it in your own mind and kick it around and chew on it masticate the idea let it roll around in your brain and really think, is this the life that I want? You know, test it. It's so funny. I think that this is actually, I feel like this piece is, you know, people ask us how we've had our success to date. We don't feel successful. We're still on a very long journey to where we want to go. But people ask us, like, what, what do you do that's given you the success that you've had? And I really think that this testing piece and this just chewing on it that's almost our superpower is prioritizing time to think about this stuff. 
like we wake up I mean I'm not gonna say I wake up at 5 a.m every day I try to wake up at 5 a.m every day but Goose is up at 4 45 every day he will sit for an hour an hour and a half just with a notebook and a coffee and he'll just sit and think write down notes write down his goals read over his goals and just think about all of this stuff and it's committing like an hour or so every day to thinking about this that's how you really test it that's how you figure out oh okay what I did yesterday that wasn't really that wasn't really in line do I feel inspired today why not what can I do today that's gonna help me feel more inspired what can I change that's gonna move me forward do I feel uncomfortable enough that that means that I'm on track for where I want to go do I feel comfortable today I should probably change something then I really feel like that's probably the biggest factor in, you know, why we do achieve the things that we set out to do is because we take the time to actually think about it and just let it sit and not fill it with tactical like, oh, I've got to write a checklist and oh, because I I definitely get stuck in that. I I try and build a system out of everything. But just sit there, just go, I've got an hour. I'm just going to sit. You can write notes. Just think about it. That hour that I spend every day is a combination of tactics, strategies and vision all round into one and that's why I do it every day. So just to expand on that, so I have a vision of where I want to go and who I want to be in 25 years. However, the tactics that I deploy on a daily basis to keep me in line with that, part of my commitment, which is kind of the third big step, is that in that hour that I spend every morning, we've got our 25-year vision mapped out planned out we know where we want to go and look things are going to change of course things are going to change but at least you're moving and you're consistently moving in the same direction but i write out my 30 days my 90 days and then either my 12 month or my 25 year goals depending on how like where my mind is at i listened i spent some time listening to myself the tactic that i deploy is that i write out with pen and paper my 30 day 90 day and my my longer term goals every day or at least once a week and read them every day to make sure I'm staying aligned tactically. Like, is what I'm doing today moving me towards that goal? And is that still what I want? Because I can tell you, if you're going to put pen to paper about it, you start thinking about it a lot and you start to really notice, does this land with me? Is this what I want? And don't get me wrong, there's been things that have fallen by the wayside where I'm like, actually, I don't want that. I thought I wanted that. But really, the more I think about it, I actually don't think I do want that. And that's okay too, because what you're doing is you're constantly, you're distilling the process. That does not mean just go and make new stuff up every day, right? But it does mean that you should be critically analyzing it. This is probably the biggest takeaway that I can give to anyone is write them down every day. It's all good. You can write down your goals on January 1st. Oh, I wrote goals, how wonderful. And then maybe look at them again at the end of January and then maybe in March and that's it, right? Cool, who cares? No, that doesn't look going to do anything for you. If you actually want to commit to it, if you actually want to make a commitment to improving your life and improving the lives of others and improving the life of your family and creating a better future for you, other people, to actually create a life of freedom, choice and abundance, to create a life of impact, purpose and meaning, you have to commit requires discipline there is no escape from that a lot of people that's something they're going to have to learn but here's the thing you can choose to or you can choose not to in everything in life you have only two choices do or do not it is that simple 
A lot of people overcomplicate it and they think, oh, but, oh, but this and, oh, but that and maybe and, oh, maybe I do, but, 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 uh. It's very simple. You either do or you do not. And exercising the discipline to commit to your vision is the thing that is going to make the difference. And I will put it out there as well that if you're not prepared to practice, exercise and act on that and learn discipline and understand that it's all going to be part of your journey, then probably you don't have a big enough vision or you're not aligning yourself with it enough. And that happens because you can come misaligned from your vision. You can actually lose your way. But you know why? Because usually you're not actually committing to it by writing stuff down. I am not inspired every day. I do not wake up every day thinking, oh my God, I'm going to eat the world. But I do practice discipline because I know that if I continuously align myself with the habits and the tactics and the strategies that are in line with that vision, that I will keep moving towards that goal even when I don't feel like doing it. That's the difference. So just to recap, we've kind of covered over a lot of ground here, but really at the start, it's conceptualizing it. Don't be scared. Go big. Go hard. Freak yourself out. I just want to share a couple of things from our 25-year mm-hmm. vision. I've got it open here as well. You know, We've broken it down into the seed of life categories, so career, finance, intellect, health, family, social, and intimacy. And we've got stuff in there like, you know, in 25 years, we want to be globally recognized experts in wealth creation, investment strategies, and personal and professional development. Of course we do. That's awesome. I want to have published 12 books on holistic wealth creation, investment strategies, and personal and professional development. 12 books. I want to read 50 books a year. We both want to speak five languages. We want to have 100 days of relaxation every year. I want to have run an ultra marathon. You know, we want to scuba dive 20 times a year. I love scuba diving. In 25 years, I want to have traveled to outer space. We want to have established a charitable trust which donates $10 million a year annually. I've actually cranked that up since we wrote that. I've cranked that up to a million dollars a week. In 25 years, I want to be able to donate a million dollars a week to charity. Does that sound big? Does that sound freakishly big? Because it is. <laughs> you know, we also have more esoteric things like we are pinnacles of love and happiness and inspiration and growth for all that we meet and we feel love, respected and valued. Understand it, think about it, go hard, go big, test it. So pressure test it, test it with your partner, test the ideas, masticate, chew, think, spend some time and make a commitment. Commit to the practice of it because it's commitment that's going to move you forward. It's really important as well to not, you know, not adopt other people's goals Don't listen to our goals and then assume that that's what you need to do with your life. Don't hear our goal of, you know, wanting to donate a million dollars a week to charity and then go, oh, that sounds good. I'll do that. That sounds right. Unless that is really what you want to do. But I'm always conscious of trying to let people do this work first and without any prompts because I think that's a really tempting thing when you start looking into this is Google, okay, what's a good hack? And then using that and then that's, that, you know, builds the framework around and then you kind of fill in the pieces. But they're not actually in line with who you actually are. And I think that's, I feel like the first piece is the really most challenging piece because it's, particularly if you've never really asked yourself those questions, it's really just getting to know yourself and going, okay, who do I want to be? Not comparing yourself to some 
people on a podcast that run a business and their goal, their their priority is business and health and family and, you know, that's where we want to go. But who am I? Like just take yourself as a microcosm because whatever you want to do is right. Whatever you don't want to do is right. All you are is who you are. So don't start with a comparison to someone who may be, you know, 10, 15, even two years ahead of you because whatever answer you have for any of these exercises is correct at its core, I think. I just wanted to throw that in there. That's very good. And that is a perfect example of the yin and the yang <laughs> that we are. And that, and, no, and, it's, and that's beautiful. And you're 100% correct. You can discount anything that I shared about our goals <laughs> if you want. The reason I shared them was not to try and create a comparison metric. And it's also pretty, you know, vulnerable to share what we're doing as well. The point was to to try and help inspire a thought pattern and process. But you're 100% correct because the truth is pure. There is no versions of the truth. There is only what is. And what is for you is going to be very different to what is for me. And in fact, there's a great book that you can read by Byron Katie called Loving What Is, which is an amazing uh, book on that and just being being in that space. And your BHAGs don't need to be necessarily as audacious as that. It's very much about finding that place where that's going to land for you and it's going to, just going back to it, it's going to have the power to pull you forward through good times and bad and it's going to have a deep meaning to you and it's not going to be tied to tactics and strategies. It's going to be tied to a vision that is going to ultimately, I hope, create a better life for you and the people you love. I encourage you to go out there and act with courage and act with bravery because it's scary to do this kind of stuff. Genuinely, I mean it. Greatness in anyone's life traces back to, to their courage to set goals and to do whatever it takes to achieve them, but also to step outside their comfort zone. That's the most important message here is to be prepared to get uncomfortable now to create what you want and don't live a life in passivity. That's my message. I've energetically changed. Nah. I feel like Gabby really, Gabby really, Gabby really brought me down a notch. I'm the decaf. Yeah, Gabby's the decaf to my like recaf. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Okay, anyway, look, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We have been getting some amazing feedback and I really appreciate it. If you have any feedback, reach out to us. We're very accessible. We're very open to talking to people. My favorite part actually is that we get emails from people sharing their goals. And that just lights us both up. Like that is the best possible email to receive of like, hey, we've been listening to you guys and I heard you talk about goals and so I started writing it down. And then just to get that email, it's just like you could be having the worst day ever and if you get that little piece, it's like we've actually helped one of you guys. It's like that is, that is awesome. So if anyone else wants to send more of those in, that would be amazing. Absolutely. Because we want to know, we want to know that we're actually that we're actually landing with people. Yeah, impacting. Yeah. Right. The other thing as well, actually, if you actually want to know more about this, we covered a lot in. We've got a book coming out um, called Limitless: The Renegade's Guide to Building Wealth Through Property, and it goes deep on personal development, mindset, all of that kind of stuff. Because it's the biggest part in achieving anything in life, I believe. That book's coming out real soon. By the time you're listening to this podcast, it may very well be out. 
So I'm going to say, if you want to find a copy of that, go to www.dashdot.com.au. It's probably the safest bet, given that we haven't got it out yet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you're listening to this in the future, which you probably will be, it's probably out and you're going to be able to find it all over the place. Uh, If you want a copy, send us an email as well to hello at dashdot.com.au. Join us in our Facebook group www.facebook.com forward slash the investor forward slash groups sorry forward slash the investor lab reach out to us in any way you like we love hearing from people and we love to inspire others to do more be more and achieve more thanks for listening thanks guys